0: Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Dar's highlights from May 23rd 2020 The Dar's began with the Sheikh's commentary on a dream after Laylatul Qadr In the dream, I saw the Sheikh on a platform in a theater it was in the audience. The audience was in a state of calm and the Sheikh gets up with some seven fuqara who are blindfolded tied to the hand and they're submissive to the sheikh, And he places three on his left and four on his right. And he has a long sword in his hand. And he chops off the heads of three of the fuqara at once on his left. Then he waits a moment and then decapitates four of the fuqara on his right. And there was no blood. The sheikh comments, This is the dream of an execution. You see it clearly In form, in mathal, the execution is embodied in an illustrative form in the realm of forms. And it's in public. It's in a masrah, in a theater. And you're looking, you're observing. And the murids are in a state of surrender. They're in a state of surrender to the sheikh. They follow him and they sacrifice themselves before him. Then the sheikh looks up the Qur'anic verse from Surah taha وَقَتَلْتَ نَفْسًا فَنَجَّيْنَاكَ من الْغَمِّ وَفَتَنَّاكَ فتونة. God addresses Sayyiduna Musa alayhi salatu salam and says, You slayed a soul, but we saved thee from sorrow, and we tried thee with trials. After slaying, after killing or execution, there is tayseer, there is ease, there is solution to problems openings occur. The murid is owned. He is the property of his master, of his sayyid, by way of tarbiyah, spiritual training, ittiba', following, and nahj, spiritual method. This is why the people of God say that the disciple, in relation to his master, is like the dead body in relation to the one who washes bodies. And that relationship and its intensity is determined by the measure in which the disciple follows the sheikh. In this dream, you see seven murids. You're watching them. You're not one of them. They are mukabbalin. They're tied together. They're blindfolded. And he divides them into two groups. One group is a group of odd. It's an odd number, three. The other is zawj. It's a pair. You have Fard and those odd and pair numbers. These two groups are following the Shaykh. They have complete fana in him. They've passed away completely in him. And this is necessary, because if you cannot pass away in your Shaykh, you cannot pass away in the Prophet, ﷺ, and you cannot pass away in your Lord. This is not a question of theoretical knowledge. It's not a khabar, a transmitted report, it's a question of application, تطبيق. It's not a question of watching. It's a question of being one of those who are executed. Otherwise, all you have is khabar, theoretical knowledge, abstract, discursive, transmitted knowledge of fana in the sheikh. The Prophet, Ali says, die before you die. Die voluntarily, in other words, through that submissiveness to the Prophet, a.s. a.s., to the Shaykh. The Shaykh places three on one side and four on the other. These are the seven secrets of the path, asrar tariq And the third, Sir, innermost secret of the path, is the hardest. The first secret of the path is to learn to proclaim divine unity in exclusion, in jama'ah, in union in khalwa. The second secret of the path is to learn to wayfare in farq, in the realm of separation. In the third secret of the path, the disciple sometimes runs away from the sheikh instead of running away from himself because it's a difficult phase of the path. And these different secrets of the path denote levels of the disciples or stages of that the disciples pass through on their journey to God. And at each moment or at each stage, the disciple must sacrifice something for his Lord, for his sheikh, for the path. The verse reads, God buys from the believers their souls. اشترا من This is literal spiritual struggle to the last end. So that love of the Prophet ﷺ is defined as a state where the Prophet is more beloved than your children, your wealth and your own soul and everyone else. The question is, when will you arrive at this state of surrender? You arrive at that stage when you know that your sheikh is worthy of your life. He's more worthy of your own soul than your soul. In other words, when you realize that the shaykh is your spirit, he's your ruh, in practice, not just in theory. And then you purchase, or you buy, the shaykh's life with your death. You buy his joy with your misery. You buy his existence with your non-existence. Then you pass away in the Prophet ﷺ after that, and you realize that you don't exist, and that he ﷺ exists. Then you pass away in the real. These are the three stages. Fana in the sheikh, Fana in the Rasul, and Fana in the real, in Allah Ta'ala. In the fourth level, you pass in yourself. You pass away within yourself. It's Fana fi nafsik. There's no turning. There's no distractions. You don't look up or down, right or left. You're just facing your Lord. The sheikh is showing you this in the dream. He's telling you, that if you wish to ascend spiritually, you must be like what you observe. You must pass through these stages, first through the sheikh, and master Fana thereafter in the third and the fourth secret of the path. And you see the drama of the heads falling because you must be content with this. This is something that you must accept. Then the sheikh relates an anecdote by Sheikh Hadi ibn Isa. We call him Sheikh Al-Kamir in Morocco. And he was sitting with his disciples one day by a river. And he told his disciples who would sacrifice himself for his Lord. You've all been trained with me. You've sat with me. You've had my suhba for all these years. Who will do this after all this time? Someone got up and says, I'll do that, ya sheikh. So the Sheikh went hand in hand with the disciple And he took him to a room nearby, by this river, upstream. And there was this, as I said, a saqiyah, like an irrigation canal, between the sheikh and that voluntary murid and the rest of the group. And after a while, the water begins to turn red. And the disciples realized that the sheikh had slaughtered the murid. Then the sheikh comes back with a bloody knife, and He says, Who's second? Who will come? And one after the other, the murids began to volunteer, and the water began to turn increasingly red. And the more red it got, the more concrete the sight, the more the fear uh, was instilled in the disciples. And what was occurring is that He would take each disciple behind the zawiya, and He would give them a fidya, He would slaughter a sheep for them, and then he would come out and he would say, who would sacrifice themselves? Here, Sheikh Hadi bin Isa, or Sheikh Kamil, was testing his disciples in the most explicit way in the sensory realm, and he was testing the extent to which they've passed away in following the Sheikh, and the murid's response, since it comes from you, I take it and the sheikh wanted to see their reaction and those who felt fear they fled they left the site and this happens on the path if you wish a high station you're not going to attain it with a lot of dhikr you're going to attain it with continuous watchfulness muraqaba of yourself and you're going to attain it through love of the sheikh for the sheikh or love of the sheikh's that you love the sheikh's very essence, not just his actions or his knowledge. You love him for his own sake. And thus, you attained your object of desire, your murad. Then you become a true disciple who truly loves his sheikh. When you have love for the essence of the sheikh, for the that, then you become the hearing of the sheikh, and you take on his attributes. You take on or assume the attributes of the Sheikh, and your hearing becomes His, your seeing becomes His, your tongue becomes His. Then after that, you move into annihilation or passing away in the Prophet والسلام, and from there in your Lord. That's Al-Fana-ul-Akbar, the supreme annihilation. But first, you have to go through fana fi that of the Sheikh, passing away in the essence of the Sheikh you don't come to the sheikh the way you said did and say i want to follow you so that you can teach me some of what you were taught at ala an tuallimani mimma that is a fana fil ilm passing away in the sheikh's knowledge it's not following him for him it's not loving him for his own that, for his own essence. It's for something else, for an attribute, for his knowledge. Because if Sayyidina Musa alayhi passed away in love for Sayyidina al-Khidr, for the sake of Sayyidina al-Khidr, he would have stayed with him. He would have followed his instructions. But if you follow the Sheikh just to take knowledge, or just to take one of the secrets of the path, the Sheikh will grant it to you, and thereafter you will part ways, and when the sheikh punctures a vessel, you will say why, and you won't participate in puncturing that vessel, and if he slays a child, you'll ask why, and you'll accuse, and you will reject, and so on, until you've reached your furthest end with the sheikh, depending on how you've approached him, and the type of love that you have for him. So, can you follow? Can I become more precious than your wealth, than your children? And then your own soul. You may say this is madness. But this is complete sanity. This is the essence of sanity. This is عين الحقل. The very essence of the intellect. You love Ahlul Bayt through me. As the Prophet ﷺ says, Love me and love Ahlul Bayt. Through my love. You love Ahlul Bayt. All Muslims claim to love Ahlul Bayt. Simple love of Ahlul Bayt is straightforward. Ahlul Bayt. Who would say we don't love Ahlul Bayt? But loving Ahlul Bayt, bihubbi, through your love for me, the Prophet says. That is rare, because people love him the way they choose. People love the Ahlul Bayt the way they wish to choose. But loving Ahlul Bayt, through love of the Nabi, placing your love for the Nabi, Upon Ahlul Bayt, so that the Ahlul Bayt become more beloved unto you than yourself, your wealth, and your children, and your own soul and life. So that you can become a sacrificial sheep, a qurban, for the Ahlul Bayt, for the Prophet's family, alayhi salatu salam That's a different type of love. Hubbu Ahlul Bayti The love of Ahlul Bayt is through your love for me. Not Hawakum. You don't love Ahlul Bayt with your Hawa, with your Capris, but bihubbi, because once you love the Ahlul Bayt through your love of the Nabi, and with and by that love, then that generates the Sunnah. It generates knowledge of your Lord. It generates the level of to know La Ilaha Illallah, fa'lam annahu La Ilaha Illallah. Otherwise, if you love Ahlul Bayt bihubbika anta through your type of love. That yields certain fruits, but not the complete fruits of the path. And so there is a hierarchy in love for Ahlul Bayt. And your Lord is showing you this sight in this dream in order to show you that in this death is life. That in withdrawing from the shadows of the appearances of life, the Shabah, you draw closer to the spirit, to the Ruha and if you pass away in the one you follow, you attain the fruits of the path. And he's telling you that an imam, someone who's leading a group, cannot lead if that leader is not loved. If you're unable to do this, then struggle against your own self until you're able to do this. And if you can't, just withdraw, leave the path. Because the seven secrets of the path are built upon this affair. This affair is the foundation of the spiritual path. Love is a sacrifice. These are not sugar-coated words, sweet words written on paper. Love and its reality cannot be expressed. Words are just externalizations, manifestations of the ineffable reality of love. Sacrifice is the reality of love. As the Sheikh says in a poem, الحب يا Sadati Fana في man Love, my dear ones, is to pass away in the one you yearn for. God buys from the believers their souls, then their money and their wealth. In this dream, there is still love for yourself. You're sitting, you're watching, you're with the spectators. This is عِلْمُ الْيَقِينِ وِعِلْمُ Knowledge of the eye. It's not حَقُ الْعَيْنِ It's not the reality of what the eye sees. And tasawwuf is precisely to be up on that stage. That's Safa رُوحي Purification of the spirit. If you're watching, you have knowledge of this affair and it's hard for you to implement it. And this affair is not done in secret in a discreet place. It's in front of everyone because the lover is not held accountable. The pen is lifted for the lover. It's impossible for the lover to remain quiet about his love and so he divulges it. Boh, He cries it out. Before divulging his love, we don't know who this lover is and this is why one of the earliest tests of this path is the testimonial we ask you to go up in front of the public and proclaim that you've seen Nurullah at the hands of the Sheikh. We ask you to affirm the reality of the existence of God's Nur in front of the non-existence of His creation. And what does the murid say? I'm shy. I need to do this or that. Let me arrange my affairs. I'll do it later. All of these answers denote one thing there's a weakness in your love for the Shaykh. This is why you fail that first test, because your love for him is deficient. And yet, subhanAllah, there are other disciples for whom this is not even a test. It's easy from day one. They love the truth, they show it to the world, and they fear no one in showing and declaring the truth in front of the world. This test helps you understand the difference between reading about spirituality, reading about tasawwuf, or hearing about it, and actually placing yourself in the scales of the knowers of Allah. Observe, if you don't want to observe the dynamic of the awliya, turn to the sahaba. Observe Abu Bakr, the khalil, the intimate friend of Rasulullah placing his finger in the hole that the serpent might come out of in order to protect the Prophet alayhi salatu Love is quintessential to this religion. It's the essence of the deen. The madman, the Majnun, who is the lover, his end is death. This is the habib, this is the lover. This is why we say that as far as love is concerned, there is no love truly between a man and a woman. The Qur'an describes it as Sakan. The relationship between a man and his wife is one of sakinah. The relationship between a man and a woman in marriage generates sakina, serenity, and a place of meskan, a place of rest and of serenity and of repose. A woman gives her husband a khalifa, a vicegerent, a child, offers support and help, and there's love for something in return. But the reality of the Prophet ﷺ is not transactional in this way. And the closest reality to that non transactional reality of the Prophet والسلام, of love of the Prophet is love of Ahlul Bayt. Love of the Prophet والسلام, is innate to the human disposition. It's fitri, it's holy, it's qudsi, it's a presence, it's hadra. If you love him, you love Ahlul Bayt. There's a natural link between the two realities. And so your love for Allah is deposited or placed on your love for Rasulullah. You take that love that you have for your Lord and you place it upon your love for Rasulullah. And you take your love for Rasulullah alayhi salatu and you deposit it, you place it upon Ahlul Bayt. And in tarbiyah, in spiritual training, this is the same. You journey with and flow through love of Ahlul Bayt until you pass away in them. Then you pass away in love of the Prophet Then you pass away in love of your Lord. This idea of love is encapsulated in the hadith of the wali. So long as the servant continues to draw near unto me. God is speaking here in the first person. The servant continues to draw near unto me. For me, just for my sake, with extra acts of worship with nawafid until I love him. This love is a sacrifice, Hib is a sacrifice for lordship, love for and sacrifice for Rububiya. After this sacrificial love, then you become the hearing of the Lord and the seeing and His tongue. You think this is easy. You think that you've ascended to this stage and that you've realized what it means to become the tongue and the hearing of God. That's heresy. Because he loves you. The hadith says when or if I love him. أحببته, then I become his hearing. You don't become his hearing. He becomes yours. In other words, when you sacrifice all things for the sake of Allah, if you become someone in that state of sacrifice in worship, then he loves you and he shows you what love is. And Allah says, I become his hearing. It's not the other way around. In a similar manner, Allah Ta'ala created Adam in his image. اللَّهُ adam عَلَىٰ surati Allah says, I created Adam because I love him. And the proof of my love for Sayyiduna Adam is that I created him in my form. I created him in my image. Adam is the image or the form of Allah on earth. That is, he is the beloved of Allah. God gives him a surah, a form, that represents his own form, his own surah. That's love, that's hub. But you, on the other hand, you don't want to sacrifice anything. You may follow, but your furthest aspiration is to take something. For the people of realization, this idea of wanting something in return for your following is greed, it's hypocrisy. Because the Quran states, Al Akhillahu <laughs> ba'adhuhum li ba'adhin adu illa al Al Friends or intimate friends on that day will be enemies to one another, save for those who have taqwa, the reverent or the God-fearing. In other words, Taqwa, God-fearing, is firm, it's fixed, it's established, it's Thabit. Even an angel can't gaze at it and write it down, as Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam describes. No Satan can corrupt it, no angel can peer at it. This is why, when Allah loves a servant, Jibril, the archangel of Revelation, calls out in heaven that the Lord loves someone specifically. And so you must love him. And so the elevated creatures of the heavens and the higher assembly, they love that person. And God sends down kabul, acceptance among creatures for that person on earth. There is kabul, there is receptivity, there is acceptance of that person's authority. He accepted by others, by virtue of Sayyidina Jibreel's call, which is triggered by God's love for a particular servant. You may accept me, you may have kabul for me, but I'm not a habib, I'm not a beloved. I may accept you as a murid, but you're not my habib, because hub is elevated, it's exalted. Love is ulwi, it's sheer purification, it's tahara. And Ahlul Bayt can ascend to this sublime state of purity, Tahara Ulwiya, by virtue of the verse, وَيُطَهِّرُكُمْ تَطْهِيرًا And God, God only desires to remove defilement from you, O people of the house, and to purify you completely. إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ لِيُذْهِبَ عَنْكُمُ الرِّدُسَ أَهْلَ الْبَيْتِ وَيُطَهِّرَكُمْ تَطْهِيرًا in other words, the Ahlul Bayt remain elevated, they remain exalted, illiyeen, while being on earth. They may have acceptance, they may enjoy Kabul, but not necessarily mahabba on earth. Love is ulwi, it's exalted. Love is khalis, it's sheer and unadulterated for Allah. Love is Was astanaatuka li nafsi, I fashioned you for myself not for anyone else I made you for me Allah says and no one can share you no one can partake in that in your dream there is an element of beauty as well not just the majesty displayed on the theater and that spectacle but there is repose you're sitting with an audience there is a longing to see what would happen there's a love to see what would happen Almost like watching something on a screen. But the key to this dream, or the lughz, the riddle, lies in the number. It lies in the asrar. The third sir is where the intellect is lost. It's itlaq kulli, complete and categorical non-qualification. The murid loses his mind completely. And the murid runs away from the sheikh at this level, when he should be running away from himself. Instead of fleeing from himself in order to taste union, he flees from his sheikh. In the fourth stage, Fasl, the state of separation, that gap between the Lam and the Alif of the Divine Name, the Chasm, that's the fourth Sir, and that's the hardest place. And for the Murid, they see that as the most difficult place in their heart. Yet, it's pure tanzi. It's a pure proclamation of divine oneness. You have to have a categorical belief in your heart of what you see on that stage with jazm, with sheer certainty, conviction, decisiveness, with a view to fana in the shaykh, then in Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then in Allah Ta'ala. This is what you saw, but it's for everyone too. And it's a lesson for everyone to draw from. Allahumma salli ala, Sayyidina Muhammad, وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما the one سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما who is the سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا the في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد.